What episode? Fifteen? I have no idea. I won't. I'll, I'll, we'll check out the numbers. Hello, welcome back, friends, to episode 15 with What's Kraken with Rebecca. Hello, friend. Thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. We are so happy you have joined us because I personally um, know nothing about hockey. I know I like watching them fight because, A, it's, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Evan, it's very attractive. And, B, <laughs> it, like, gets my adrenaline going. I don't want to fight anybody, but I will willingly watch people fight. That's not, like, MMA, whatever. So it's very well, entertaining. I have some good news and I have some bad news. And the good news is oh. I know way too much about hockey. And the bad news is fighting is on the decline in the NHL. So. What? Dang. Uh, yeah. It's fine. I guess we shouldn't condone violence, but, like. The nerds are taking everything. Yeah, it's it's, it really matter. is, like, there is a, there's more analytics. The, oh my the God. athletes are coming into the NHL, too. So um, there's that. Darn. But. Uh, silver lining, there's no better time to watch fighting in the NHL, which is the playoffs, which is happening right now. So, yeah, I'll take it. Well, we would like to get to know you a little bit. I think we've all interacted with you on Twitter, and like, I think I remember, like, I remember drunk DMing you about watching a hockey (laughs) game together via Zoom. Oh, yeah, very fun. I (sighs) have done that to a lot of people. I'm really sorry. Um, but like, some things about you, what I like asking these things because I enjoy it what is your favorite color i like knowing people's favorite color uh my favorite color is blue i like blue it's not the most original answer but no it's it's fine (laughs) it's fine you know i appreciate that and then um when did you kind of start joining discourse on twitter do you remember like starting to interact with a lot of people do you have, like, um, a moment that sticks out? So I'm a relatively new hockey fan. I started following hockey around 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was because, like, I got bit. Like, I got bit, like, like Spider-Man got bit. But instead of, like, cool powers, I just know way too much about hockey right now. I and it's, it. um, and because I got bit and I kind of went down this rabbit hole and get, was obsessed with hockey really, really fast, um none of my friends really liked or knew about hockey or anything like that and so I was all like where do I find friends I know Twitter (laughs) social media yeah so so started to like you know really really interact with everybody on Twitter and found a couple of like-minded hockey folks to talk to and um eventually started talking to you guys on Seahawks Twitter which is pretty cool because I don't know that much about football. Don't worry, we don't either. So. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> most. Yeah, like, yeah, we don't. We don't. No, we no, just fire off. The, we just fire off the takes. You two tweet about football, and I'm over here like, con- yeah, well, like condemning my school's sex ed, or talking about like my IT department, or just talking about crying. And they're like, yeah, look at these new people that got drafted, and I'm like. That's because we tweeted doesn't mean we know we just we just fire them off. I feel like that's very sports Twitter to be like you know everyone pretends like they're experts but they're really not. So right, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I I, I wanted to start this bit not to get it too off topic where I just (laughs) upload like random football clips and then like describe something that's definitely not happening, and then just like interesting, like just like it'll be like the running back like fumbling the ball and then I'll be like. Well, that was a technique that he used that he learned from the 1976 Rose Bowl. Fun fact. And just like <laughs> upload that and then like just let it ride. And then be like, you know, like 
I so. think you do it and you that. let it go and just at it. some point someone will take it too seriously and start questioning and then you just yeah. need further. Someone will call me a slur from oh. that. Like it's just it's just oh my a God. experience. That's pathetically accurate. That's true. Sad but true. Yeah. yeah. See, a lot of my football takes are I just try to go the opposite of Evan because then I'll get a text of, why did you tweet that? Why did you tweet that at me? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't <laughs> want to agree with you. It's not like, yeah. It. Again, none of us really knows what we're talking about, so we might no. as well say no. the opposite and see exactly. what sticks. Exactly. We speak from the heart. Turn off the app. Yeah. yeah. Nobody speaks from yeah. the head. Everyone speaks from the heart. Well, exactly. and I think that's... You know, and you, especially saying that you've been into hockey for like three or four years, I think that's really going to speak to new fans who might feel kind of hesitant or insecure and say like, oh, I can't be a fan because I don't know anything. And so that's kind of cool to hear you say it's only been, you know, three or four years for you too. And yet here you yeah. are. Yeah. Especially as a woman in sports. Yes. We yeah. So, and that, that's the thing about hockey is hockey is insane. Like it's just freaking nuts and it's so hard to get used to and you really have to be dedicated to learning it. So it, I, I think um, there's a lot of hockey fans, especially in the Pacific Northwest who have been lifelong hockey fans and don't necessarily remember what it's like to like learn the game and be mm-hmm. like, I have no idea what's going on, but I love it. But I, that's, that's cool. That's one of the things that I'm really like passionate about is like bringing new people in and being like, it's okay to not know what's going on and still love it, you know? Yeah, I think that's a I... big difference though. Like, yeah, people gatekeep sports so hard, especially oh, for yeah. A, women, B, like new people into sports and like, and they try to, you know, oh, if you haven't been following, well, why can't we just have new, like, don't, don't. There's no wrong way to follow sports. If you only follow sports because the guys are hot, that's still a legitimate way to follow sports for me, you know, like it makes you, sense. you do you, you know, it all, it all comes from the heart. So. Yes. That's perfect. I mean, I uh, think well, you, then you, I was going to say you answered how you connected yeah. with hockey, but I kind of like, how did you connect? Like why did it become such like a, a rabbit <sighs> hole for you? That's so I think that it was just kind of like a perfect storm of a lot of different things um and part of it was the 2016 presidential election (laughs) i think i was kind of really you know like a lot of people was really upset with how that went and was really looking for an escape and just went down like a youtube video rabbit hole slash like you know twitter clips like clips of people both like the the amazing plays like the hockey plays that happened um that were really fun to watch but also like just hockey culture is really weird and stupid. And so it drew me in. <laughs> so, Why do you say um, that? What makes it so weird and stupid? Because now I'm curious. Yeah, oh, that's a good question. Um, well, first of all, there's like, there's a weird like hockey language that, that, that you kind of mm-hmm. get used to hearing about. And that's like, you know, it's, it's things like a celly a celly is a celebration that yeah. happens after a goal and it's normally the goal score it's like it's weirdly regimented but it's not like normally the goal scorer will like pump his fists or like use his like stick as a bow and arrow do some sort of little like i don't know like celebration dance and then awesome. what he'll do is he'll open his arms to his teammates and they'll do a group hug which is so weird that's so cute i think it's isn't so that cute? cute yeah it's so cute like 
They'll do a group hug That's and like. Internalized misogyny. That's so <laughs> well, no, don't don't get it. Don't get the wrong idea. There's a lot oh, of that in hockey it. too. <laughs> so. That's one thing I will hang on to and be like, well, yeah. you hug your friends. So. No, and it's really great because like the happier the goal is, like the more enthusiastic. So if you're like down three one in the third and you're not coming back and you score a goal or something like that, it'll just be like really sad hug or something like that. But yeah, if you're if it's like the Stanley Cup playoffs and you got the game, you know, you got the go-ahead goal in the third period and you're just about to win it all, then they basically just tackle each other and it's really fun to watch. So I, that's, very I think cute. that's another thing that's really fun to watch is the emotion that goes into the game. Like you can, they, there's a lot of emotion that bleeds into it. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same emotion that goes into the fighting, that goes into the celebrations, that goes into a lot of the stuff, but yeah, at the same time, it's very subdued. Like, if you ever watch a, a interview with a hockey player, it's the same answers all the time. Like, there's nothing exciting about it. So, I don't know. It's just weird. It's a weird sport. Yeah. But that's so cool I mean, to hear yeah. just the descriptions of the celebrations. And, and one of the things that I've loved from watching hockey is how close in proximity all the guys are, too. Like, the, the ice is right there. The bench is right there. So, it's not like in football where you might – do this amazing play but you're like 60 yards away from your teammates these guys mm -hmm. are all so close and so when they celebrate and they skate up along the wall and they all high five each other stick whatever i'm sure there's names for it but it's just really cool to watch <laughs> the, the camaraderie yeah. of of the guys is really really cool yeah it is really cool and, and one of the things that i love to watch a lot and it's hard to watch on tv it's, it's much easier to watch during a live hockey game is the on the fly changes because oh, each position changes. has yeah, the shift changes. Each position has four different, three or four different players that play that same position. And they switch out every 45 seconds or so. And they just switch out on the fly. So, like, what? Yeah, yeah there's and no so, time. Like, you don't stop and substitute. It's while no. the game is going. It's while crazy. the game is going on, they go onto the bench and the next guy goes out. And then they that go onto the bench and the next sense. guy goes out. Because I was trying to watch a game at work the other day and I was like, what the hell is happening? Why are you there? Why yeah, it's so hard happening? to watch. Uh, yeah, and especially if you don't know the players, it's no. hard to like know like who's out there at the same time. Especially it's like, oh, you know, Crosby was just out there, but now someone else is. Like, where did he go? Like, I remember being a fan first off and being all like, I don't know any of these people, and I don't know who's out here. <laughs> so yeah, and and because there's so much gear, it's like football too. Again, in that you don't necessarily know who yeah. is who because you can't see their faces. Yeah, and so even if you you maybe recognize a last name, but for somebody like me, I recognize like maybe five NHL players by name, like, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know any. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's something that I think the NHLs like recognize that it's hard to do, and they're trying to they during the last All Star game they were experimenting with some like player tracking, and so like, you know, oh. they while the game was going on, there'd be like a little bloop that would come up above one of the oh, players' yeah. heads, and, like, oh, be like, this is Sidney Crosby, you know, like, <laughs> on the ice, which was super cool. Like, even for me, yeah. I'm, really a little bit more, I'm a little bit more familiar with the players now, but, like, just being like, oh, I didn't know they made a shift change just then, you know, so it was just mm -hmm. easier. Um, and that, yeah, I remember back in the, well, this was a while ago, probably 20, maybe 15, 20 years ago, they used to have this little light that followed the puck. Because that was the first thing yeah. that like that Americans. That's like the were, only thing I know about hockey is like yeah, like Americans were just light in the puck. The glow puck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, glow puck. That's what it was. Yeah. 
I don't yep. remember the glow puck because I didn't give a shit about hockey back then. <laughs> Which is 100% fair. Yeah. And yeah. the graphics. I was a child. The, yeah. <laughs> I was a child. I wasn't oh. born yet? Uh, when was you that? Born? When was I? I? I do remember that being in the 90s and probably early 2000s. But okay, so I was, I was a child. Yeah, I was born in 87, okay. so. Okay. I don't know. Um, but if you but weren't yeah, watching hockey, yeah, you weren't. I mean, I wasn't own. watching yeah. hockey before 2016. If someone asked me what hockey was before 2016, I would be like, I don't know, that fighting sport. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's fighting ball on ice. Yeah. I had not even seen Mighty Ducks. I saw Mighty Ducks for the first time oh, three months it's ago. It's a great movie. Eh. I saw oh, it I loved three it. months ago, too. Don't get I mean, me started on favorite movies as a kid. I have Total a lot of emotions track, yeah. about I've the Mighty Ducks. I, I'm, I'm fine. It's such a, a weird, lot of people such a love weird it. Premise. Such a weird yeah. Premise. Like, I, I haven't right. seen it in probably like seven, eight, nine plus years. But as a kid, we I'd watch it with my mom and my dad and my sister, and it was I could not tell you anything about it, but I remember feeling inspired after it and crying. Yeah. But I cry no, I, almost every movie, so that's. I totally get that, and it's got a like a nostalgia factor. I think I'm definitely in the minority, being like, ah, it's okay. But um, yeah, I watched it and I was like, why does this dude have a lasso on the ice? And then like, I spotted like six penalties that did not go called. <laughs> so yeah, yeah ignore it's that. super it's frustrating. Effect. Yeah, I know. It was very hard. <laughs> but sports, sports movies that don't stick true to like your ideas or your own knowledge of the sport can be really, really frustrating. I, I totally well, 100% get that. It's a kid's movie too. So, you know, you, yeah. You, but yeah, I, I don't great. have the nostalgia factor working for me. So yeah, that's that makes fair. sense. Well, you you mentioned NHL playoffs earlier, Stanley Cup playoffs. So yeah. for for listeners that might be new, that yeah. aren't familiar with hockey, yeah, um, this is a two part question. What team do you think a potential Kraken fan should kind of be pulling for, rooting for, and player? They don't have to be on the same team at all. You can totally interpret the question however you want. But who should people watch to kind of get themselves hooked and ready for for hockey? That's a really good question. And I had thought about it before coming on, and I don't really have a great answer. Um, I think one of the things that uh, really helped me learn the game was I uh, started liking a player. Like, it was, it's much easier to track one player than it is okay. to track one team or even the league. And so – that player for me was Evgeny Malkin of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's just like, okay. he's really tall. He's really physical. And so he doesn't really hesitate to like get in and use his physicality and his, his, his body to like do body checks and stuff like that. But he's got really great hands and really great skating. So he's just an all around, like he's one of the best players of all time, but he also gets pissed a lot. And it's super fun to watch. Like, especially if the so team is sounds losing. like my favorite. Yeah. Like no, I love Evgeny Malkin so much. And so, is he like, the super it, tall one? Is he like six, yeah. six, six, seven, something like no, that? No, that's not him. Okay. I don't know how tall he is. He's tall for the NHL. I know that, or at yeah, least he's okay. lankier. Um, but he, yeah, he's the second line center for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he, okay. yeah, he's really fun to watch, mostly because he gets so pissed off. And yeah, I think, uh, I think, uh, Alex, I sent you a clip of like just it was Evgeny Malkin getting pissed off. It was like a compilation yes, video. It was. Yeah. Let me tell you, I watched that several times. Yeah. 
several times. So it was it was much easier to be okay. like, okay, I like this player because of the clips I've watched, and I like the emotion okay. he puts into his game. And so I'm going to watch the Pittsburgh game, P- Penguins games, and I'm going to look for him on the ice and look and see what he does. And I think that was really cool good idea. for me to learn the game. Was it was it was basically taking this like macro concept of like let's learn NHL hockey and like making it like more focused into let's see what Evgeny Malkin does on the ice, you know? Right. That's a really cool piece of advice for, for new watchers because it's so hard to follow hockey action on TV. Like you were saying a couple Mm -hmm. minutes ago that watching it in person, you can take the whole ice rink in at the same time, but on TV, you're totally dependent on the camera angles. Yeah. And so if you pick one player to kind of trail around and, and, discover what they're doing and how he's interacting then that kind of can hook you in i like that yeah, yeah that's it's a really it's, good insight it's an entry it's basically like an entry-level drug to hockey nhl hockey okay. but okay. unfortunately nick i know your favorite pk suvan is not playing in the, these playoffs yeah. um, sorry nick he's having a fun <laughs> moment. yeah the new jersey devils which is the team he's on is not doing so well so they did not make the cut but um which is oh, that's really that that's bad, right? Because didn't twenty four teams make They're it? Like the entire league. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's... So it's like eight didn't make it, right? Yeah, there's a couple of teams. Like I know yeah. the Detroit Red Wings are tanking right now, and so oh. they're like oh. trying to lose on purpose. That reminds okay. me. So, one of our good Canadian friends, VK, was explaining to us how the the draft has kind of been kind of set, and this whole idea of like there's this like, somehow like a playoff team loses they'll somehow have the chance for like a top prospect like yeah how, like what happened like because i remember seeing tweets about that but that's I, I, very I, strange like how I did that vaguely reading that. yeah i don't how even did that know you happen? guys like that's what that's a pickle even for me okay. i mean i yeah. think there was a draft lottery and i think like you know typically like the draft lotteries are weighted for like you know if you're doing really terrible in the regular season you have more of a chance of getting a number one pick and i think there was a i think there was a small chance of you know someone from the playoffs making getting a number one pick and uh they just drew it that way i mean i think a bunch of people conspiracy theorists on twitter will be like oh it's rigged or whatever but it's just i i guess that's how the cookie crumbles and I, I know I know Detroit and LA were not happy about it because I think they're two people two teams who really need some number one draft picks. So. Oh my god. So, so for the lottery in general, is everybody's is it, is it all lottery or is it just is there a cut up normally where it's like playoff teams are set and then everyone not in the playoffs is lottery? Uh I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong on Twitter, but um I think it's playoffs are set and then they do the draft lottery. So okay. sounds okay. very similar to what the NBA does. I think after you and then you're like you were saying, Nick, percentage wise, like the NBA used to actually hold a draft lottery like I don't know, you may not remember this, but they used to do like state Washington lotteries with these little ping pong balls and everything. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's I've seen videos of that. That's what they do. That's what NBA used to do. I don't know if they still do. It could be all computer generated, but the theatrics of it were like, boing, look whose ping pong ball popped out. And they would put more ping pong balls in if you were really <laughs> bad. And if you like barely missed the playoffs, you might have like two ping pong balls in there. So yeah. the odds. But I think what I understood from from this coming draft was Team E won the lottery, and Team E is like a playoff team that gets eliminated. Like so yeah. eliminated. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like all these other teams that didn't make the playoffs don't get the number one pick, 
a oh playoff team that's, will. That's hilarious. Yeah. Who's and it's yet to be determined. So. Oh, it was New York. New York Rangers just got eliminated like today. They're the first team to be eliminated from the playoffs. And so does that um, mean it's them? No, I think I, when no, I remember I also reading, so. it's like okay. as they all get eliminated, then they do another lottery for oh. that E-pick. Okay. Okay. And then I think whoever oh my had, God. Like, who were, since the Rangers were eliminated first, they'd have the most odds. Like the, the most ping pong balls. Yeah. The most ping pong right. balls of that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just, that's chaos. It's like, the, I don't it's like, like the lottery anything. on a lottery. I remember a few years ago they had they <sighs> had all the GMs come into like the studio while they were picking the lottery. Like when I like they got down to the number one pick and it was like two or three teams and the team that had like tanked the most, they had lost on purpose the most and they didn't get the number one pick, uh, and I just remember the look of devastation on the GM's uh, face. Yeah, because that's good drama. That's good TV, though. <laughs> yeah, it's really good like... TV. I love like seeing the expressions on the GM's face, just like instant reaction, just like ooh, give I it to me, really... the Sean Freud. That's amazing. Yes, because I have really strong memories of NBA lotteries like this, and they would bring players in to like, and they would move like the little name plates of the team up the board and down the board, and it was just... yes. That's very chaotically similar. emotional it was just it was good you know it was good tv but i have a few players um suggested players fun players to follow yeah. if you guys okay cool are right, interested i think the most fun player you will find in the nhl right now is alex ovechkin he plays for the washington capitals he's the captain of the washington capitals just like a leadership role um typically there'll be like one captain and two or three alternate captains who are like make up like the leadership core of a team um but alex ovechkin is the captain he's russian um he's just this amazing goal scorer he it's really fun to watch watch a washington capitals game because you watch alex ovechkin he's number eight he stays in the same spot the entire time and that's the left side close to the goal and then his teammates just feed him the puck. And no matter what, like, they just feed him the puck and he just scores from that left dot the whole, like, time after time after time. And goalies can't stop him. He's just awesome. this incredible goal-scoring talent. And he's just really fun. Like, you'll never find – you won't find anyone who's more excited to score a goal. The Washington Capitals, they won the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. And the entire team did, like, crazy shit. Like, they went into a fountain and just, like, splashed around. They oh, were so I happy. And they got, like – yeah. yeah yes, they I got, like, that. super drunk. Yeah. That's oh, my awesome. God. That was so funny. Oh, I 100% remember this. There were yeah. lots of Twitter, yeah. People were making like jokes about it and meme pages about it. Oh my god, I totally yeah. remember. So, so yeah. Great. Normally the, the like hockey culture like values a lot of stoicism and like grit and jam and just gritting right. your teeth and being like the stoic warrior in the face of yeah. adversity or whatever. And just to have a team that just embraces joy like that is just really fun to watch. So Washington Capitals games definitely recommended. Especially Perfect. with Alex Ovechkin and uh, local good boy TJ Oshie, who played in Seattle Junior Hockey League for a while. Um, so he's kind of like, he kind of has, he's from the Pacific Northwest, but he's also from Wisconsin a little bit. And so, mm. you know, I think a lot of Pacific Northwest hockey fans like claim him as our own, even though he's all like, I'm right. from Wisconsin or Minnesota or somewhere in the North or the Midwest. So, yeah, yeah. Washington Capitals definitely recommended. Yeah, because they're and they're and they're good. Yeah, like and I was good. watching one of their first games. I think Sunday afternoon, maybe maybe Monday. I don't know. 
but I was watching one of their games and it's just you can just kind of tell even for someone who really doesn't know anything about hockey watching them as a team they just looked so much better than the other team just how they move it was like legitimately like a foosball table where they were all connected and keeping distance and spacing it was like perfectly yeah. executing even though i didn't know what they were executing you could just tell they just looked so much better so so much a lot of times what they're executing is pass ov the puck <laughs> <laughs> makes sense and then, yeah you've got, and then he scores from the left hand yeah. dot so you have um, hockey's lebron feed him the puck yeah basically and and Use one of the things that's place. really yeah exactly yeah. one of the things that's really awesome about the washington capitals too is they're notorious for having a really healthy team culture like cool. there there's some teams where you know the players don't know each other as well like team is family to the washington capitals and that's I think that's a dynamic that really shows on the ice as well. And that's just fun to watch. So awesome. Perfect. I think that makes a difference. Especially yeah, that's great with advice. culture. We're all big preachers of culture when it comes to football. So I think it's a big deal in any sports team. Absolutely. <laughs> Nick's visceral reaction to that is pretty yeah. well, well, ever preach culture. Well, and you I mean, have, I'm, talking, yeah. I'm talking about like not us, like Coaches. And I'm talking about right. coaches and don't give me that. I am not in the mood. I'm taking no shit today. <laughs> <laughs> not and mood. you have kind of I don't know if it's the opposite of that, but it's definitely not that kind of a culture is the the Edmonton Oilers, who's in the mm. Western Conference, which is where we're gonna be. Um they've mm. got Connor McDavid, who's pretty much the best player in the league right now, but he's been hauling that team on his back for so long. Yeah, like, I've heard a few things about like really yeah. good, really good young player, but just like He's, nothing around him. There's nothing around him. And they I think they've been I don't know if they're trying to build something around him and it's not working or they just haven't like gotten a great supporting cast for him or something like that. But he scored a hat trick and his team won four to three. And a hat trick is three goals in a game. And so he scored three out of the four Holy goals shit. in their latest game. Wow. Um just a standout talent, but he's kind of like notorious for being really boring. Like, very much like, so there's this tradition in hockey where if you score three goals, it's called a hat trick. And the hat trick mm -hmm. means a bunch of fans, if there are fans, they throw hats onto the ice. And, um, and you don't get your hat back. So, hockey you know. fans like to just throw things on the ice, I, I, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, well, and there's, there's things like Detroit likes to throw a squid onto the ice or octopi or whatever. And then, like, Nashville likes to throw a catfish, and I don't oh, know. Don't get me started on that. Wait, like, actual, oh, like, actual real? Like, it's real? Well, it's like a seafood. dead catfish. Yeah. Yes, I would hope so. But even then, that's It's just, super gross. You're, you're just casually sitting next to somebody, and, like, in their purse, in a brown, like, paper packaging, they've got a fucking dead-ass catfish. Yeah. Like, hey, so are you today, You brought a catfish. Oh, that's so great. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I remember last year, I think Nashville was in the playoffs, and there was a story about a guy who snuck a catfish into the opposing arena. And what he did was he used his pickup truck to back up over the catfish to flatten it and then taped it to his thigh. And then, you know, and then you untape it and you throw it out on the ice before the game and you get immediately kicked out of the arena. So you... That 
you wow. spend money on seafood, which seafood is not cheap. And then you spend money on a playoff hockey ticket, which is definitely not cheap. Before. And then you That's get amazing. kicked out of the arena. Like it's a waste That's, of money. Just sit down and watch the game. That's, That's incredible dedication. Opinion. And if you That's are going to do this, incredible. Yes, agreed. If you are going to do this, why are you doing it after? I don't know. If That's you're going to do though. something stupid, at least do it intelligently it's it's stupid but it's like their tradition or whatever i'm just like i'm a proponent because we're the seattle kraken i just hope nobody gets in the habit of throwing octopi on our ice i don't know i just think Uh, it'd be a weird thing it's gonna be gross someone's gonna speaking of weird things hockey rules in general are very strange no i don't under i don't understand them i was trying to read through a bunch of stuff today and like watch videos and I was like oh oh no so what do you think I'm curious to know um, what you think I don't I don't all the like some of them sound the same but then they're not yeah and then I I just genuinely I I need people to explain things to me I'm not always just like a read and do I have to be explained so what is like what's one of them that you that you particularly enjoy or think new newcomers should understand or maybe like the weirdest ones that you're like this is actually pretty simple probably the most explanation basic one the one that's the most useful to know while you're watching a hockey game is offsides Um, yeah and so like offsides is there's there's a red line in the middle of the ice rink and then there's Mm -hmm. two blue lines like on the third ends like a third up the ice there's a blue line and then a third up the other end of the ice there's a blue line um and what it is is if you are a skater and you've got the puck and all your buddies are coming up with you and you're skating your the puck into the offensive zone like you're gonna go score um the puck needs to cross the blue line before anybody on your team does and so you get a lot of things like, you know, if they call offsides, it means like one of your teammates was ahead of you, basically. And that's a big no-no. And um, there's a lot of okay. what's called chip and chase or a dump and chase where a lot of players will just dump the puck in. Like they know that they won't be able to get the puck in before any of their teammates are. And so they'll just dump the puck into the other end. And then everybody will chase after it. Like mm-hmm. your team and the other team who's defending. So got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So it's similar. Good. That's a little similar to soccer in the offsides concept, yes. except for. No, I think it's really similar, except for the zone aspect. There... Of it. You just can't be ahead of the ball in soccer, but in hockey, the lines are the markers, not the puck by itself. They're honestly the... like pretty similar games yeah. in terms of like the rules and stuff like that. Just imagine like soccer, but like shrink the field, add ice, and yeah. then add like tackling, like add like full yeah. body jacks <laughs> and <laughs> fighting, perfect. which is not allowed, but also allowed. You know, and then minus minus the perfect. flopping. Minus the what? Minus the flopping. The the soccer players just flopping on the ground and yeah, being yeah, dramatic. Yeah, there's a penalty for that. It's diving. If, if, if you, sometimes if you like, if you go down, but it's like, they don't think you're really hurt or something like that, they'll call diving for you. And that's a penalty. And you have to go into the box for the penalty box for two minutes. I love it. I love the the whole concept of power plays. I just absolutely love. And I think personally, every, every major sport should adopt some form of, of the power play. Like, could you imagine a football play where one guy has to sit out and you have 11 on 10 for like an entire drive or 
for two minutes of game clock or basketball being five on four. I mean, soccer is as close as you get, but it's for the entire match. If a player gets a red card, you know, they're not, they're not coming back. And I just think that'd be a really cool addition to other sports. I love power plays. You know what? I love to think about it as a hockey timeout. Like you've yeah. been a bad boy and you have to go sit in timeout for two minutes <laughs> while you screw yep. your team over. But I can tell you I've gotten a penalty because I, I, I play uh, beer league hockey, like just adult league hockey, and I've gotten Excellent. a penalty. And you feel terrible sitting in that box watching your teammates just try to make the other team not score. Like, sorry, guys. What did you yeah. do? What did you do? Tell us. Now I want to know the team. I accidentally tripped someone. So I got called for tripping. I wish I wish it was accidentally quote unquote but no it was honestly like I was trying to get the puck and I turned my stick in and it hit the guy's skate and he just went flying and I was all like I think the the ref like whistled for a penalty and I was like yeah that tracks <laughs> so yeah I was like I agree with that one yeah that's I mean mm, that's that's you can't you can't Sometimes I feel like uh, because I'm smaller, I'm I'm like the only one woman on my team, and um, I'm a little bit smaller, and so there are some instances where like I'll do something where it'll be I'll be like, is this gonna get called? Oh nope, I guess it's not. So I'll just keep going. Keep doing it. Yeah, pretty much. Go until keep going until the whistle. Yeah, especially like for for more like physical contact and stuff like that. It's like, well, I'm small, so maybe I get the benefit of the doubt a little bit. So. That's awesome, though. I like I like that answer because you you know you gave us what we can watch if we're watching playoff hockey. We can look for offsides, but then you also own up to the fact that you commit your own penalties, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, I think that's I awesome. That beer that, leagues, honestly. you know, I've I've always been fascinated by beer leagues of of hockey, especially because anytime I go to the ice rink with family, that comes from out of town and they're like let's go ice skating and there's little kids then i'm just like i'm like i'll take the little kid because i want that walker because oh, i'm not gonna be to take the little kid out and i was no, like i want the oh, i want to take the, i want to be the one in charge of watching the children skate because then i get the walker because i can't stay up for very long on my own i'm okay. i'm it's marveling to watch these guys that the direction the changing directions the skills the talent and they're on ice I mean, that's ridiculous. There's it's no better insane. feeling that I've experienced than ice skating. Honestly, like I fell in love with it. Like awesome. I, I feel like I, I, it just totally like opened up a whole new feeling that I had never played sports before. I think I played like second grade soccer and I was like picking grass next to the goalie because everyone was like, <laughs> clustered around the ball. And I was like, I don't want to be here. That's that was awesome. the last team sport I played, but I don't know. Yeah, I got bit. So That's cool. That's really good. That's so cool. I will say, I did watch a really funny video of hockey players trying to be like like ice skaters. Yes! Oh, I know oh, exactly what video you're talking about. I about, I, I about peed myself laughing because they are not graceful. They look like donkeys on ice. And oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever seen That's in funny. my entire life. It's it's really interesting you bring that up because um, just like from what I hinted at the beginning, um, fighting is not necessarily a, a NHL thing anymore. Like it's not, right. it used to be like, you'd have your first line players, which is like your first set of position players. So forwards, yep. like you'd put your best forwards on the first line, second lines, like your second best third lines kind of nebulous. And then fourth line would totally be like the mucking it up, like 
hard body checks the guys who like fight and stuff like that would be the right. fourth line and that is just being phased out more and more in hockey and so i think that's something that's really important to understand about the modern game is that it's it's less fighting and physicality even though it is still important and it's more speed and skill and so you have a lot of these nhl teams who are hiring olympic figure skaters to teach their hockey players how to skate oh wow which i love i love it and in fact well I think Buffalo has Jeff's, I think it's Jeff Skinner is a hockey player who used to do figure skating as well. And there's a wonderful clip and I'll send it to you guys afterwards of him doing like a single axle during a hockey game to like avoid a check. Oh, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Honestly, I'm so here for it. I I loved the video as it was. If I saw that, I I would scream. I don't care if I'm at home. I think that's delightful. I yeah, it's the cutest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, I'll definitely send it to you. It's it's pretty awesome. So it's pretty cool to see, like, just the skating itself is awesome. Just like, how do they do the the how do they do the stick handling and also like move their feet like that and also not die on the ice is just yeah. incredible. And then you add in these like figure skating types moves and like how sophisticated the skating is becoming, and it's it's really a beautiful game to watch. It's opinion. really yeah. Like even before I got into hockey, occasionally I would come into the living room or whatever and I would and my wife would be watching hockey and I would just be like what we don't that's not a thing we don't watch hockey that's really rare I don't even watch hockey and she's like yeah but it's so graceful look at them they're so good and I'm like okay that's cool I can get into watching hockey so totally get it that's really cute I never appreciated figure skating as much as then when I started playing hockey and I was like I just don't know how figure skaters can do all of that because like I could barely like stop <laughs> Like, I can stop now, but it took a while. <laughs> totally get it. It, it. They're, like, the most muscular, insanely unfit, like, in-fit humans I've ever seen in my entire life. Glutes for days. Yes. <laughs> for Both real. hockey players for and real. figure skaters. Like, there's this awesome article ESPN, uh, Emily Kaplan of ESPN wrote about hockey butt, which is an actual thing. Like, basically, their glute and thigh muscles are so developed that they have a hard time shopping for pants. <laughs> oh yeah that makes sense that makes sense so they have to get things tailored nick is now all of a sudden googling hockey i'm thinking of all the memes i'm gonna make now yeah (laughs) no definitely no that that golfers yes yeah it's it's definitely a thing and so i mean and so and that goes back to there are multiple ways to enjoy this game you know (laughs) that's fair totally fair all right so a, a lot of our interests, our newfound interests come from now that we have our, our team name, we, can, we have a team. Um, before we turn to the next question, I kind of want to talk about a little bit about like the day of the announcement, well, the day before the announcement, we got that really cryptic video. And then we kind of spent the, la- the next like few hours and I don't know, days just trying to break it down, which was always a good time. I was freaking out. Yeah. I, how many of you did think it was Kraken or something of the sort? I really uh, didn't. I didn't. I, it was, did, I, th- I did. I really did. Yeah. I just thought they'd do something weird like that. I mean, like, I I couldn't see anything else. I mean, oh, like, are you saying, like, I I mean, I when, I remember when all the names were being said, just, I was like, yeah, Kraken, that sounds like a potential. Like, but. But I mean, the, what did you think it was going to be it? That's what I meant. Like, the did video think, didn't oh, really give me Kraken. a. No, I, I really was. It was always just like a. Like, be really, I thought Emerald might be one, things like right. that. 
Yeah, what, kind of was, what was your guys' top contenders? Like, what did you like the most? I think, Rebecca, it, it might have even been you around Christmas last year when they put, didn't they put a tree out with different ornaments? That had, yes! Like, and I remember you that. tweeting, uh, you were tweeting about, like, what, this could be this, this could be that. And I think, you know, it was, they had a squid on there. But I was like, there's no way. They're not going to go Kraken. Kraken is, is, you know, that's not professional and so i just kind of assumed it's called the knights i mean i think i can yeah really i mean like yeah it was very naive of me um i i think i thought they would go kind of boring traditional and just go like sockeyes or I really something didn't like that, that. that's I'm really sorry. what that was what i assumed they were gonna do i did too uh, well i was hoping it was kraken and after the video i was like oh this is definitely like dark and scary kraken but I really did not like the sock guys. I liked Emerald was pretty cool. I don't think it was uh totems. I'm looking was now. Cool. Whales, the whales were one. Totems would have been cool, I think. Yeah. I like totems. Totems had a oh, I, the rainiers. Really... I don't mind the rainiers. That doesn't bother me. That's actually not bad. Totems had a had a little bit of a, a sticky connotation because uh, totems it's it's a Alaska native thing, not necessarily uh, a Salish native thing for yeah. for the Pacific Northwest. Like it's definitely right. more of an Alaska All right. like totems canceled. There, so yeah, I so think, so um, I also think in general, like maybe let's not use indigenous culture as our team name. We saw how the Redskins ended up faring with that. Oh my god, like, okay, so not, oh, not yeah. to get... Especially in a predominantly white league. Yeah, no, hockey is very, very white, and actually that's very one of the white. things that is, like, every, like, there's going to be so many people who fall in love with the Seattle Kraken team, and you know, and one of the things that I have beyond the fact that I just love hockey, and it's local hockey, it's Pacific Northwest hockey, is um, they uh really when it comes to diversity and inclusion they are more than any other team in the nhl are putting their money and time and energy and hiring choices mm -hmm. where their mouth mm -hmm. is yeah. like yes. it's the most diverse front office of any nhl team they're they're wow. definitely taking all of that yeah. into account when they're like they get to build a team from scratch and and they're doing yes. it the right way and they're that trying helps. to make the tent as wide as possible and yeah. so you have people like Alex Mandrecki, who's the head of their analytics division, and she has a very diverse team. And uh, Cami Granado is the first woman to be a scout for the NHL. Which and is she was hired for incredible. Seattle She's That's an Olympian. Cool. She's, She's incredible. Yeah. She's amazing. So just like, I, I feel like uh, the NHL has a real big problem of like, we want to bring more people into the fold when it comes to hockey, but then like, they don't do anything. They just say it. It's like, it, a lot of times it like feels like lip service. NHL Seattle, which I still refer to them as NHL Seattle in my <laughs> head because I'm still not used to Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Kraken team, I think, are going to be real leaders in the league when it comes to really, you know, putting their time and energy, effort, money, yeah. all of that into, you know, making a difference. So I mean, they are they are playing playing. What is it? The climate pledge? The climate change yeah. arena? Uh, the so greenhouse. Don't, Nick, don't do it. The Nick. greenhouse. The greenhouse. I love I the greenhouse. I think it's hilarious. I just don't care. I think it's so Seattle, and people are like, "This is so PC," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, it's incredibly Seattle. Seattle. Like, it's very Seattle. Seattle. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I yeah. think it's hilarious. But it's totally. I knew a lot of people who were not happy about climate pledge arena, but like. 
One of the things that I'm excited for is that like the ice is going to ma- be made from our rainwater. If you're just, if you're going to come into our house and you have that to skate cool. on our rain, cool. like you are completely in our environment so and like sick. good no luck, idea. you know? That's really cool. That's so, very, very cool. I, yeah, I, I love like that. that. I, I was, um, I had, I was reading an article about like how, I think, well, how many, I think there's really like, like four or six um black players in the league and then yeah there's the not many total, the total um people of color is like 15 20 it's very something. very white league it's yeah. very low it's a very white league and they actually mentioned like seattle like hiring a diverse team and i was like yeah because they were talking about like the few players that kneel because kneeling on the ice wasn't a thing and then they showed that you can and blah 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 but I, I think it's really interesting that Seattle has gone a, yeah. a more progressive way, which I appreciate. This week was kind of a doozy for NHL news because NH, like hockey culture is very like, you know, we versus I. Like individualism mm-hmm. is very, is not really like encouraged or fostered or anything like that. You don't see hockey players walking in, into the locker rooms with cool outfits or anything like that. It's suit mm-hmm. and tie. It's really boring. All interviews conducted use the we like they'll say we even if they're talking about their own plays like it's just individualism is not valued in the league um as much as other leagues and it's boring and it sucks and it needs to change and it's one of my pet peeves but anyway so like to have basically the nhl do this like stand for like we skate for equality and it's just totally a watered down message yeah um and they get called out rightfully so and you know eric trump totally tweeted in sport which i think is like the icing on the cake of you fucked up but um yeah when the quite literally the icing yeah but like to have it go from them like doing that to having uh two black players and two white players kneeling on the ice like i didn't think i'd see it i thought i I think awesome the NHL is yeah. changing, but they're notoriously conservative and notoriously resistant to change. And like, if you want a player to follow, Tyler Sagan was one of the ones who like, he went to a Black yeah. Lives Matter rally over the quarantine, you know, that. and cool. he's, he's just like a big, dumb, tattooed puppy. I don't know. Like, he's kind of a fun player to follow too. So it. follow Ty- Tyler Sagan, follow, uh, you know, PK Subban and, um, Ryan Reeves and all that. So and Matt is Matt is it Matt Dumba? Yeah. Is that his name? Okay. Yeah. He was the one. He his team's not in the playoffs, but I remember he was the guy. No, they are. are they? Or maybe he just minutes. wasn't playing that day. Yeah. But he came out and like read a speech or something that I watched. It was like two and a half, three minutes, really moving, powerful. So I think that's what made me think he wasn't playing. Yeah, Matt Dumba. He's in the Minnesota Wild. His team is playing. Got it. Um, okay. The NHL d- and this is definitely like i feel like i'm i'm just going off on a tangent here but like the nhl did this whole like we skate for equality thing that was super watered down and there's a hockey diversity alliance that's founded right. by matt dumba trevor daly akimalu evander kane a lot of these players of color in the league um the nhl didn't talk to this hockey diversity alliance about their like their supporting black lives initiative and which is probably why it was so lackluster um and so i feel like Matt Dumba like they basically Matt Dumba's speech came from like 24 hours of the NHL scrambling being all like we messed up we need to talk to you tell us what to do 
Um, so I can definitely see like Matt Dumba not being in an NHL jersey and like kneeling and that being like, okay, the NHL, you know, this is something oh, we can get behind. But like to have it. the players Ooh. kneeling on the ice in their NHL uniforms, like during the anthem, that is got something it. I did not think I would see, but I was like definitely okay. pleasantly surprised. And I think there it is go. like, yeah, the NHL is like, they've been pushing widening the tent bringing in more diverse fans they've been pushing that for a while and i think this kind of pressure that they get from the media and from the fan base is what happens when you widen the tent you know you get forced to be uncomfortable and so i think they're starting to realize that it's how you make change if everything if everybody feels good all the time why would you change anything so changes are supposed to yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely and the 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 comments some of the tweets were getting were the half, it was mixed like half of them were like yeah it's about time like I want to see more people like me on the ice and half of them were like why can't we have one sport and I'm like you really can't handle being so uncomfortable and seeing somebody that doesn't look like you you can't idolize them uh Jasmine was my favorite princess and I was a little white girl so if I can have a favorite princess that is not a white person you can like a, a white or a non-white player like come on yeah well it's it's just about you know being uncomfortable and being comfortable Mm -hmm. with being uncomfortable which yeah you know it's a very white sport it's a very white league and you know it's but it's changing and the culture is changing and I think that's a good thing and it's just frustrating sometimes to watch it change so slowly Mm -hmm. yeah that's fair. I think I, I I think like you said, Rebecca, it's it's still a huge step to see them kneeling on the ice in their uniforms, and then to now we have women in in front offices. I I think we're we're gonna see a a big shift in how we view it because I know a lot yeah. of a lot of people are starting to get sick of of just how how like gentrified essentially not even like how white the sport is and we we want to enjoy it but it's so it's so like gatekeeped to finally see a a team open it up and I can't speak as a person of like I'm white I'm not a person of color or anything but as a woman I I can definitely tell you it's very frustrating to watch the game and love the game and watch the NHL like like screw up so much when it comes to like marketing to women and understanding the needs of women fans and it's just like it's so it's like you want to like bang your head against the wall because it's like i love this stop trying to make me hate it you know Mm -hmm. um, like you have a whole untapped market hi i love to buy things make me things that'll fit me exactly support you yeah. So. But what like what did you guys think about the 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 reveal for the branding and stuff like that? I'm kind of interested to hearing like I loved it was exciting. I love the colors. Cool. I love the colors. I think it is very Seattle without it being I think it goes well with the Kraken theme. I think the S is way better than the Dragons XS, XFL. They should have made that an S. I'm still bitter about it. Um, and the but they, back, so their their, their right marketing system. team, yeah. As like a marketing person myself, and I very much so enjoy like branding when it comes to marketing. So I'm trying to specialize in in my degree, and like seeing it, it's simple, but there's like there's a story behind it. You've got multiple logos for people's different styles. 
and you've got a lot of Seattle in it. The, the, you know, I, I think it's just so succinct to what Seattle is, but in the modern times, like it's not the same green we have in every single Seattle team from the Seahawks to the Dragons to the Sounders to the Sonics. Like we've actually got something different goes along with the Kraken theme. So it's not like we just named it the Kraken and we put green. That's no, 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 no. And it looks like badass. It's really cool. It's not, it's not one of those dorky, like, sorry, the Arizona Coyotes is the dumbest shit ever. And I live in Air. It's, I, I do not like the branding. Okay, but I love the Kachina jersey, like the little oh, fox yes, jersey. That's a very, yes, the Kachina yes, no, jersey is very sharp. The fox thing, that. maybe not so much, but the Kachina jersey the is, Kachina mm, jersey chef's is kiss. great. But as somebody that like goes to the targets down here, and we don't have like we have like the oh god, it's so bad, it's so bad. Like, I forgot they, you were in Arizona, they, and there's the coyotes. Yeah, Arizona, yeah. Um, they have like beige t-shirts with like the little red logo. It's awful. I know we're in the desert, but come on, beige. Ugh. I love it. I really want the secondary logo on a hat, on a dad hat. Give it to me. They, they're, they're out there. They're just not in the fitted hats yet. They're all adjustable ones, like the um, Simply Seattle again. Shout outs to them. They, they do have anchor hats and, and shirts. I think my favorite part of the logo and the branding is, is how in the anchor the the top part of it is the space needle i think that was just that was so that was just that was, it's just so perfect. just it separates out from being just an anchor to like i i don't want to be like super nerdy english teacher brain but the symbolism of the oh, how yeah. our team is anchored here our team yeah. is anchored oh, i didn't even think about seattle that seattle with mm-hmm. the space needle coming out of the top of it it just made it just perfect and i hope i love that yeah, I just I loved it. I, I I'm all over it. I just can't yeah. wait till we have players I, and games and Nick, what'd you think? It was great. Uh, Matt, A plus on the symbolism. Yeah. A plus. It's like the great Gatsby mm-hmm. and the green light, but oh my god. You know, I, book report due on Monday for <laughs> sorry, the symbolism behind like, the Seattle Kraken. I think That's I just harmed awesome. Nick with my comment. No, it's <laughs> just a great it's just a great Gatsby. It's like I see. Yeah. Overrated next episode. One of the designers for the branding, I I really like described the logo and more of like the S logo in a really awesome way. And it's stuck in my mind a little bit where it's like, and especially with the announcement video where the tentacle comes up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he described it of like, you know, you're in the, it's deep, it's dark, murky waters. And like before you know it, you've got a tentacle wrapped around your foot. Try, like about yep. to pull you down like very like Perfect. dark and okay. dangerous Loved super it. cool yeah no it was a super cool logo reveal it was awesome both of them both the main one and, and the thing about the logo is like they i feel like they really quickly just fell not fell into place but like they go with their logos like it's very like yeah it doesn't it's new obviously but it doesn't stick out it like it goes with the like you can just if you line up all the seattle logo it's like yeah it fits it's one of the it's yeah. one of their logos. It doesn't like have like four thumb. I think that's that has a lot to do with it as well. But no, yeah, but it's great, great. yeah, great point. We don't have to like get used to it. Like yeah. it's automatically exactly. already perfect yeah, for yeah. their brand and their and their franchise. Yeah, there's a lot say, of like I didn't realize like leaving a state, like moving to a different state. We are we are Seattleites are a very proud city. Like 
you know when somebody's from Seattle, people know I'm from Seattle because I have my Seattle mug at work. I've got my Seattle sticker on my water bottle. I have my Seattle pin I wear on my backpack. That says resist. Like I have, I wear my sports stuff. And I don't really see that from, like my friend is from, uh, she's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. She's from Ohio. Um, but she yeah. doesn't really wear a lot. Her yeah. husband doesn't really wear a lot, but I know a lot of people from Seattle. You are proud. So those logos, I think are all encompassing, especially for people like me who have left the state, but want a little bit of home. It's, it's a very, like, it's very much a, like Seattle pride, essentially. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's a local pride thing. And, and yeah, like there was a, one of the, yes, like I follow Emily Kaplan on ESPN and she's a wonderful NHL reporter and she's I like her in I her, in her pod. Yeah. That's awesome. In her podcast, she was talking about the Kraken and how very Seattle it felt like she felt like it felt. And she was like, well, if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you're not one of us. And I'm like, that's very Pacific Northwest, you know, and it's culture like super us. That's a great yeah. point. You either get it or you're not in, you know, the club. And yeah, just, yeah it feels very authentic to the to the culture which, here. Which is very reminiscent of, an, of a team name that kind of floated around that people thought we might get called the Freeze. Which is yeah, like a nice. That's like a good ice cream, but not. I wouldn't. That wouldn't have bothered me because the freeze is a real thing. Nobody smiles. (laughs) (laughs) Not very many people, but it's a real thing. So that would have been. I think would have been too like cultural though. Like if you're not from Seattle, you wouldn't quite get it. Yeah, wouldn't be as all encompassing. But that I did yeah. see that. I thought that was kind of funny. I didn't That's like fair. the freeze at first because I thought it was like it's the thing that everyone complains about when they move to Seattle. Right. It's like it's hard to make friends with Seattle freeze. And so I was One like, I don't really want to like yeah. showcase that. One of my yeah. friends turned me around on the Seattle phrase or on the Seattle freeze name like as a concept because he was like, well, we just own it. Like that's us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, doubling know. down, doubling down yeah. on it. But we don't have to do any name speculation ever again, for which no. I'm grateful, because that was oh. the, like, every time the Seattle Kraken posted anything on Twitter, it was, tell us the name, what's the name, what's the name, and that's right. just put to Give bed, and I'm so name. happy. I wow. love seeing people get so butthurt about it, though. It was very funny. The people take it, that people took it, like, so personally, they're like, I'm not going to be a fan, and I'm like, all right. That's weird. I don't know. It's That's just odd. a name. Still come and I, I think somebody tweeted and was like, you wouldn't like the Seahawks name if it came out right now. So like, calm down. You're fine. Well, and now what's on what's on the Seattle Kraken, like on their Twitter bio, is now that we have a name, we're strategizing all the ways to draft your favorite player. And that was going to be our, our follow-up question. Nicholas, now, there's the, now, there it is. I did it. I'm back. Um, <laughs> now that we move on from the speculation on the name, now it's the players. And like, we, we have a, an army full of nerds. Uh, very diverse nerds. Um, so where should we be looking as, as fans, as like, you know, for potential players or any thoughts of what the, their strategy might be in, in getting players on expansion drafts and the regular drafts? Like any thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. So the expansion draft, it'll happen next summer. Um, it's going to be the same as the, what Vegas did. So it's the same exact draft. Um, and I'll go into the rules of the draft in a little bit, just a little overview. But um, but Vegas is exempt. They don't have to give up any players, which sucks. Like, there's already kind of a rivalry developing between Seattle and Vegas because we're constantly being compared to Vegas as an expansion team. No, like, it turns, them, 
it took them like six weeks to get 10,000 season ticket deposits. It took us 13 minutes. So, Ooh. you know, suck it, Vegas. Suck it, Vegas. And I think that's incredible. So, so cool. The, and like we we sold like four times as much merch when it comes to the brand reveal. Like we're always getting compared to Vegas. We so are I think Vegas is going to be. Yeah, exactly. So Vegas is exempt from the expansion draft rules. Um, basically, each of the teams can protect either a, they could submit a list of players to protect that are seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or eight skaters, a mix of forwards and defensemen, and one goalie. So they can kind of choose and decide. Um, based on which players they want to protect, you know, their stars and stuff like that. Um, first and second year professional players and unsigned draft picks are not eligible, so they don't need to be protected. Um, and players with no move clauses are exempt unless they waive them, which is what happened with Vegas, because Vegas got Marc-Andre Fleury, who's another player to watch. He's just a phenomenal goaltender, and he's got this amazing personality. He always pulls pranks. Like, he pranks his teammates so much. So, Marc-Andre Fleury on the Vegas Golden Knights is definitely a player to watch. But um, he was originally on the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he was their starter. But he was getting – he was injured, and in in one of the, like, backup goalies kind of, like, had a time to shine. And so, they ended up going with the backup goalie to be their new starting goaltender. And Marc-Andre Fleury waived his no-move clause to go to Vegas. Interesting. So. Yeah. That, that is interesting. It seems uh, to be a little bit more of a, from a few things I read, a little bit more of like a personal sport at times as well when it comes to um, not even just no move clauses, but just the drafting in general. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think it's, it's mainly a business. I think you're gonna, you're gonna be looking for teams in terms of the expansion draft. You're going to want to look at teams that are cap strapped. Okay, teams that okay. have a lot of expensive fan or expensive like uh, stars that they need to sign. Um, teams like Washington Capitals, I think they have to sign. They have to sign Alex Ovechkin in the next couple of years, and they have to find the money to do that. Hmm. Um, Maple Leafs are cap strapped, but I think they kind of have their situation figured out. And so you're going to look at teams that are short on cash, and um, and teams that have aging stars with big contracts because aging stars with big contracts they're on the decline but they're expensive. So they want to drop that money to be able to sign younger players and build up a new core. Hmm. So, so would you, how old are you, are you when you age out? Sorry yeah. to interrupt Matt. I just, that's how a good old question. are you? Um, Aver I think on average, the oldest player in the NHL, I think if you're in your forties, you're old, you're a grandpa. Okay. Um, <laughs> 18-year-olds are babies. Yeah. Um, if you hit 26, 27, 28, you're in your prime, 31, 32, okay. maybe. If you're really, really good, if you're a phenomenal player, that's probably more in your prime, too. Once you start hitting 35, you're going to decline. So, so similar age That's about what I was – football, football yeah. yeah. That's kind of yeah. what I was assuming. Yeah. Um, I think football, football careers are pretty short, though, aren't they? Like – yeah, yeah. they're, they're short, like but that. it's like I, I'm more, I'm more referring to like similar like age gap where you yeah twenties like, like late twenties is like your prime thirties you can still kind of make it work later than that then it's you're kind of already peering off right you're yeah. done I'd say like early twenties you're kind of more in the development stage unless you're like just a, an amazing star you know okay. late twenties early thirties is like your time to shine 
mid thirties to late thirties is like, what are you still doing here? <laughs> so, right. Um, you, or you're uh, the, you know, you're the big brother kind of mentor yeah. that maybe plays the third line, like the Joe Thornton. He's kind of that's who yes, I thought of. Yes, he's a perfect when, example. When that. He's because I think he's in his forties. I think he might be mm-hmm. like 41, 42. and yeah. he was just, you know, he was even old on that run the Sharks made a couple years ago to the, yeah. where they got really close to the finals. He was even kind of old then. But so do you think there's like a name that you, like if you could pick a name, a dream expansion, expansion draft pick. Well, you know, that I is want realistic. My yeah. I well, see that, there's the rub. See, cause yeah. I was about to shout out my boy of Kenny Malkin, who I would love to see in a Seattle Kraken jersey more than anything. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, it's really tough to say. I think it's pretty early. Too I think early. in December we'll we'll get more of a the thing it's a little bit easier to predict because there's a flat cap. They didn't expand the cap at all or they didn't okay. raise the cap I ceiling thought, at all. I was just gonna ask. I was like, what is the cap salary? Yeah, when it comes yeah they just work. They just the renegotiated the like the collective bargaining agreement and everything like that. And it's a flat cap. And so teams that were expecting more money are gonna be disappointed. Um I have three goalies that I think might be realistic options for Seattle but I mean there's still so much speculation and like debate around them and it's um, right Matt Murray from Pittsburgh is their starting goalie who actually like he unseated Marc-Andre Fleury who went to uh Pittsburgh or who went to Vegas from Pittsburgh but Matt Murray was their new starter He's okay. been kind of up and down in terms of his performance, and they've got a really deep goalie core. And so they've got a lot of really young goalie talent coming cool. up that they can be able to draw from. So Matt Murray might be a contender. Auntie Ranta from Arizona is great, and he's they also have like yeah, a lot a of really name. good goalies in there. Yeah, it's the so one really cool thing about hockey is that it's very it's not diverse when it comes to people of color, but it is diverse when it comes to nationality. It's like you've got Russian players, say. you've got Finnish players, you've got Swedes, like there's so many Swedes. So yeah, the names um, cool. Auntie Ranta, I think, is a Finnish player. Um, and you've got Braden Holtby from the Capitals, who his contract is up at the end of the year, and they have to he's a unrestricted free agent, they're gonna have to re-sign him. The Washington Capitals have a really deep, like, they have Ilya Samsonov, who's a Russian goalie, who's really young and really good. Um, so he could be their next starter, in which case Holtby needs a new home, and we could be his new home. Um, and he he's really great when it comes to, like, he was one of the only players to, to march in a pride rally, you know, like, he's pretty oh, wow. active oh, wow. when it comes to it. things like social justice, that kind of thing, comparative to other NHL players. And so Hopi could be a good fit. Hopi is also pretty streaky. Like, he, when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. So. Which is not yeah. super great as a goalie. You want some yeah. consistency, I would assume, so. I think in terms of skaters, if I don't know how realistic it it is, but I want Ethan Bear, because I watched Ethan Bear play in the WHL here. He he played in I think he was the Seattle Thunderbirds, and he was this awesome defenseman. And um, now he plays for uh, Ed, the Edmonton Oilers. But he like he's really young and he's really good. So they're not going to give him up. They're going to protect him. But you know, a girl can dream. So. Yeah, and that's what that question was all about, was was dreams. Yeah. Our hopes and dreams, that's all we have until we get closer. 
All right. Which, speaking of dreams, the last the last question we have for you is totally a dream scenario. Three years from now, the Kraken are facing the Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals in Game Seven. Hate the who's who's? See, I knew you have to hate the Bruins in Boston. Yeah. So that's that's exactly yeah. why they were chosen for this this what if scenario. It's Game Seven. Who's taken the in your dream scenario? Who's taken the game winning shot for the Kraken to to put them to their first Stanley Cup title in twenty twenty three? Very I think quick. my, in my dream scenario, what it is, is playoff games are best of seven. Right. So <laughs> to win the Stanley Cup, the Seattle Kraken would be up three games. The okay. Bruins would be up three games. It would be the last game to win it all. Perfect. And we'd have, we'd have like overtime and TJ Oshie, kind of native son of the Pacific Northwest, TJ Oshie would just slide one and pass the goalie to win it all for the Seattle Kraken. Love it. I think that's a perfect That's like the most Seattle win ever, too. Yes. Like, there we go. (laughs) And it's here. And it's home ice on our, like you said, our reclaimed rainwater ice. On our rain. Skate on our rain. You come (laughs) into our house. That's right. Skate on our our rain, bitches. Yeah, exactly. That's a great, that's a great answer. That's, I mean, yeah, that's just that's perfect answer. To the point, stressful, but we win. Very just, Seattle sports. I'm just tickled. I'm just tickled as all out that you guys are excited for hockey too. Like, I just like, I just love when people like discover the game and I get to talk about it and how awesome it is. So, and I've learned so much from you all when it comes to football, because I feel like hockey was my gateway drug for other sports. And I don't know, all of the memes and stuff are you know, Seahawks Twitter, I've, I've got been kind of taken in by that too. So yes, See, and you I, know, think I, I am the one that does all the memes, not <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get all my memes from Alex. I'm like, Alex, come on. Yeah. I, know that wanna, it's I, just, I, text, I, I, I text him to him to make him feel better. I need his followers. I need this. Nick's over here like, I have a brand to protect Alex. Come on. <laughs> Nick the clout chaser. That's Nick. <laughs> no, it sucks. Don't, you don't want clout because then you can get random people in your mentions. Saying, yeah. telling you that like no i had sucks. a tweet go viral last week i i remember like i got a first taste of that it sucks it sucks it's <laughs> awful what tweet? what tweet uh i think it was um Your it was a uh, yeah my squid squad because i was uh oh, a lot of yes, people were right, like right, oh right. we're the crackheads now we're yeah, the crackheads no, now and i'm like no that's no. boring no, and stupid it makes fun that. of addiction yeah that's like super yeah yeah you and i were going back and forth about Squid Squad, Squid Saturdays. Was that you and I? I don't remember. I think yeah, was- yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I've had I've had a couple of other really like good nominees. Like I liked Octopals. Oh, that's good. That's cute. What yeah. Cute. Or- was at a kids club and it was called Octopals. Octopals, isn't that freaking adorable? That's so that's, cute. Yeah, it's perfect. I hope that people bring their babies and dress them up as little baby octopi. Oh, and could you imagine a tiny Holy onesie? Oh. <laughs> That'd be so cute. I mean, the Halloween costumes are going to be fantastic for little oh, kids. Yeah. Little kids squids next year when oh my tri- goodness, if trick or treating even is allowed. But absolutely, um, when things go back I'm to normal, I'm just going to chuck candy at the kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Six just, feet away. Just throw them a little like so perfume gotcha. bar and a bottle of hand sanitizer. Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> sharing my hand sanitizer. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, uh, oh well, thank you. Yes, Rebecca. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. 
have yeah. me on any time. I, I mean, I, I'd love to talk about hockey and, and I love how you guys talk about football. So I learn a lot from you. So I, oh, I'm yeah. glad we've met. Yeah, absolutely. Where yes. can people find you um, yes, if they aren't yes. already following you and reading? And, and you do have your own podcast okay. that, you, yeah. that you guys just brought back this week. So tell people a little bit about that. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Rebecca B. Maloney, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-B and M-O-L-O-N-E-Y, because a lot of people do M-A, but it's, it is M-O. So Rebecca, Rebecca, Bre- ah, Rebecca B. Maloney on Twitter, um, and I do, like, it's kind of a weekly-ish podcast. I think it's, same, like, right? a it's weekly, same. like, it's whenever we can. You're literally preaching to the choir. Yeah, it's called Sully. Selly in Seattle and um you know it's one of those things where I I feel like it's probably more a little bit more accessible because I if there is a thing that we talk about that is you know not really known to new fans I do try to interject and be like oh you're talking about this right and so I do try to help out people who might not know much about hockey who might as a queen would as a queen would it's perfect it's great yes well, thank you for being a awesome advocate for women joining as as fans of hockey and not being a gatekeeper. We love it. We love seeing more representation. We're so excited to uh, see this team develop and have you on another time to explain, especially when we eventually have games or maybe talk about when players are drafted and fun things like that. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and thank you everybody for listening to um, episode 15. We know it's been a really long time and we simply don't care. Life is really stressful. <laughs> There's a global pandemic going on. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Stay inside. Wear your mask. If you don't have one, I'll send you one. Don't be a little bitch. And don't vote for Donald Trump. Thank you very yeah. much. We'll be mm. back eventually. Sometimes. You'll, you'll when, have when we feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to that. Oh, Nicholas. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you so much.